Bitcoiners, I just had an awesome conversation with Gabriel Kurman and Juan Pablo, both working down to support Bitcoin in Central and Latin America. Uh, Gabriel is a co-founder of RSK and Juan is a co-founder of Cryptone Market, which is sort of like a decentralized uh, and peer-to-peer uh, e-commerce platform that is built on Bitcoin and RSK technology. They also take Lightning. And this was a really, really interesting conversation about how Bitcoin adoption is actually happening in Latin America, especially in, in uh, El Salvador, and how the people in the Bitcoiners in the region are taking it on themselves, taking it personally to make sure that Bitcoin adoption happen smoothly and successfully in El Salvador. It's really awesome to hear Juan and Gabriel's passion as they talk about the work that they are doing on the ground to both help people better understand Bitcoin as well as help them onboard into a new ecosystem that is far, far, far better than their previous one. They're trying to get people past politics and past informational gaps and onto the Bitcoin network. So it is really, really important work. They are thinking about so many different things and they are really excited about what is happening in El Salvador and across the world with Bitcoin. I think you guys are going to really love this conversation. I definitely loved it. These two gentlemen are so passionate and knowledgeable. Enjoy this combo with both Gabriel and Juan. Bitcoiners, welcome back to another episode of the Bitcoin Magazine podcast. I'm really excited to do another deep dive into what is happening in Latin America, which is really the uh, the wild, wild west and the forefront of Bitcoin adoption uh, in the world. Uh, I have two distinguished guests on the ground uh, with a lot of different experiences across the Bitcoin ecosystem down in Latin America. Uh, first, I have Gabriel Kurman, one of the co-founders of RSK. Uh, and I have Juan Pablo uh, from Krypton Market. So, uh, Gabriel, I guess let's start with you. I guess why don't you introduce yourself, uh, what you're doing uh, on the ground uh, for Bitcoin, uh, and then we can get over to Juan. Cool. Thanks, CK. Pleasure to be here. Hi, everyone on Bitcoin Magazine. Um, yeah, basically, my, my story started eight years ago uh, when I went to the first uh, Latin American Bitcoin conference called La Bitcoin. Uh, in Buenos Aires, and all these Bitcoin OGs came to town and, and basically blew our minds on the potential of, of Bitcoin technology to bring financial inclusion uh, to the region. Uh, and that's how the, probably where the, the Latin American community started in Buenos Aires and that spread to the rest of the, of the region. And one, now I would say that the Latin American ecosystem is one of the strongest. Uh, in the world, so very proud uh, of that. And a couple of years later, when uh, you know this idea of smart contracts came to life, we understood that uh, we didn't want to choose between a programmable financial system and the strongest asset and most secure and decentralized network in the world. Uh, so we didn't want to choose between smart contracts and Bitcoin. And for that reason, we, we gathered together as a group, as a community, and created uh, the RSK blockchain, which basically brought smart contracts to the Bitcoin technological stack as the first uh, Bitcoin sidechain that ever existed. So that's kind of my story now. And, and we're ready uh, one week away from the eighth LaBitConf that we will have in the region. 
so eight years in a row. And this year is going to be very special because it's going to happen in El Salvador. Uh, we are super proud in Latin America to have the first country uh, with the guts to, to go full uh, Bitcoin adoption and to offer the benefits of this technology with the Lightning Network to its citizens. So we all want to go there to support the efforts in El Salvador to bring innovation, jobs, and growth opportunities to, to the region. So we're going to see everyone next week in El Salvador. Awesome. Well, uh, potentially this uh, show will be out a little bit after uh, the actual event happens, but uh, it should be groundbreaking both LaBitConf, the eighth annual uh, as well as the new conference, Adopting Bitcoin, which will also be there at the same time. Juan, why don't you introduce yourself? I know that crypto and market has been making massive, massive inroads into uh, making crypto and Bitcoin something that people can actually live off of uh, within uh, you know, their, their everyday lives. But uh, why don't you introduce yourself and what you're building? Hi. Well, thanks, mate. Yeah, well, actually, since 2017, I'm... Um... I started with the idea, a plan that it, it, because, it began with the, with the mindset that normally before that, I saw like Bitcoin something for, for persons who only can invest on it. And the truly is that Bitcoin is not only that. Bitcoin is a way that we save or share our value. So I thought that there is no uh, entrance, a big entrance for everybody. It's just we need to build another door. So what I did, uh, what I did was create a marketplace where people who really want to be part of Bitcoin, the only need that they have to do is to switch the way that they they exchange their value. Like, for example, if they give a certain kind of service, they can make announcements with us. Or if they have some product to sell, then they can offer it there. So it starts like a normal marketplace. Then when you start to put all your pennies into a project, then, and this project is... It goes about retail. It's impossible that you don't lose your uh, that you you don't freak out thinking. In, for example, what happened if Mercado Libre or what happened if Amazon get into the game? So, the idea that even Bitcoin teaches that the important thing of the money is uh, or the way that you get money is because of the value that you give to society. So, me and other people who start to join me in this in this dream, uh, we start to thought that it wasn't about don't have any competence. It was about make the competence proper for us. So we start to think about uh, certain points that no Amazon, no Mercado Libre will never have, and that identify so much with the Bitcoiners. For example, privacy. For example, decentralization uh, and the, uh, the 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 possibility that that receive the payment at the moment in your own way. So we create inside of the marketplace a certain structure based in nodes and Kryptonians. Yes. So after we give the chance to the person who sell their stuff, no anymore for normal currency in their countries that most of the time here in Latin America, uh, because of the inflation, uh, are losing the value. Yeah, we give them another reach where they, they can interact with customers. But we also create different shops. We taught in person who really love Bitcoin as us, but maybe uh, they only the only thing that they have is their knowledge that it is in a big in a big new industry that is coming is a lot of power. So we empowered that we create a place where the Kryptonians can can make a, can help to make a deal, being decentralized, 
but with somebody who can, you know, like arbitrate, like say, okay, uh, he is giving this, he is wanting to receive that. Okay, is it fair for both of? Okay, seeing it and does it go? And this is how crypto market uh, start to have some kind of or presence in the land. I mean, we start with a little office in Buenos Aires, then we start to give courses and capacitating the 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 the, the, the oh sorry the the commerce the yeah the commerce that were in the street and and seeing them into the uh, Bitcoin world, and we start to to recognize that is it necessary that everywhere where we are there is somebody who represents us. So since May of this year, uh, my team, well, I think also because they want to send me fuck out. So they say, oh, you have to go to some place and open new crypto market store. Uh, so I start first in Argentina. We we open eight different offices. Their, their offices are not like, for example, we go and, and give a contract for some somebody who no one's know. What we do is we make alliance, for example, with, with local local Bitcoiners. Uh, if you go to or note in Neuquén, you will see that the, the person and the office there is from one of the, 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 the first guys who talk about Bitcoin in the city. If you go to the Corrientes, another city, you will find out that uh, one of uh, our Kryptonian is the founder of the blockchain a society in that in that town. If Juan, you go Juan, to may, may I may I make a comment, uh, CK? Because this is what I love about crypto market the most. So, what basically Juan Pablo's team did was just bringing the Bitcoin mindset to the e-commerce industry, where they decentralized all the different jobs and parts that an e-commerce does, like the collecting, the, the posting, the products, and the delivery of the products. And they distributed those jobs into different uh, decentralized nodes and Kryptonians that want to join the network. So it's a decentralized e-commerce platform where the initial nodes that spawned this marketplace were the local Bitcoiners that wanted to do something else and get involved and do e-commerce so they brought the, the, the marketplace uh, software and technology to their own cities. And this is why crypto market is now one of the fastest growing uh, ecosystems in Latin America with like 23 countries or something crazy like this in these two 23 months. 23 offices, 23 offices in six countries. Like, and, and it's open to everyone. So if there's a Bitcoiner in, in Siberia, that wants to have a, a, a Bitcoin-friendly e-commerce site technology available in his or her town, uh, they can just talk to, to Juan Pablo's team and, and make it happen. So it's become, amazing. Yeah, and become a node. And then, you know, spare the world together. Like, they are, we are at a union of different, like, workers on the street of Bitcoin. These kind of guys that pass their days talking about Bitcoin, selling Bitcoin here, trying to pay, make the commerce work. Okay, we we capitalize them by unifying. We, for example, in Bariloche, there is a project called Crypto Posta, and this guy has a map of crypto. So instead of crypto market create his own map, we say, okay, we are going to support your project. So let's use Mapa Crypto into the crypto market. Uh, for example, uh, things of charity, instead of we do our own thing, we got one of the founders of Blockchain for Humanity working as our node in Uruguay, in Montevideo. So, you know, it's like a union that all converge in a marketplace where we make 
things happening about money. So it gave some incomes that provide uh, to the to the nodes the opportunity to have a good office to you know to make the people. It's like a, I don't know if you know about Remax or or Uber. These kind of decentralized things that are going on nowadays. We make something similar, but for retail and crypto. So it's a uh, it's a little bit of a, the gig economy, but using Bitcoin as money and and ultimately trying to create localized e-commerce hubs. Is that is that correct? Did I get that right? Exactly. We got that. We got different uh, guys from different places who get the knowledge about Bitcoin and need some support, some structure beside that gives them the chance to to keep on more doing what they like, that is Bitcoinize the world. So having a company that has representation in six different nations that is available to operate like as a, a ramp in and off, uh, gives them a lot of, how can I say, tools so they can make it better and make it quicker and faster. So it's like a union. In Spanish, we call it, no somos machos, pero somos mucho. <laughs> No, I think uh, I think that there's a lot to unpack there and it's really interesting to, you know, hear about like there's a lot of talk about how the money is the first step on building an economy and, you know, crypto on market is kind of a very literal instantiation of that. And uh, it's very cool to um you know, see a Bitcoin native way to do e-commerce um, that uh, that is gaining a lot of traction, it sounds like, in South America. Um, I want to zoom out a little bit and kind of just talk about, like, what is the current state of Bitcoin in South America? Obviously, El Salvador is, like you said, uh, you know, before, before we started recording, but the showcase for Bitcoin in the world and the showcase for lightning around the world, um, you know, and we're seeing a lot of other countries uh, talking about Bitcoin adoption. We're seeing a lot of grassroots Bitcoin adoption. A lot of that is, is driving success for both the RSK ecosystem um, and uh, crypto and market. Uh, can we talk a little bit about the current state of Bitcoin in Latin America? Let's, let's go back to you, Gabriel. Yeah, sure. So um, it's interesting because for us in Latin America, it's always been a, a, a survival tool. So when you talk to Latin American, Bitcoin, uh, more than an investment opportunity, as you might see it from the US or Europe, for, for us, it's, it's a survival, survival tool to protect our families and our savings uh, from local inflation, from uh, you know, uh, getting them locked in, in the banks for, uh, from capital controls. Uh, in the case of El Salvador, they were paying seven points of their GDP in remittances fees to Western Union and, and MoneyGram. So uh, when you have a broken financial system, as we sadly have in, in Latin America, you understand Bitcoin right away. Um, uh, so I would say this is where we come from. But uh, in the last couple of years, we also understood that Bitcoin as store of value is extremely important. But for, for the poorest families in the region, uh, even the U.S. dollar is being devalued uh, very quickly. Uh, for some transactions, 
we still consider it stable and and there's need for stable coins in the region for remittances when you know people from venezuela from venezuela living all around the region need to send money or buy stuff to their families uh in venezuela or refugees that move from one country to the other uh, so something that i really like about uh, what the rsk ecosystem has allowed is for instance the creation of stable coins with collateral in Bitcoin. So uh, Krypton Market accepts almost every single stable coin in, in, the, in the space, but there's one in particular that's called Money on Chain, which has a decentralized um, network, so a, a decentralized architecture, but with Bitcoin as collateral. And this is one of the stable coins that is uh, being widely adopted in Latin America because it's very easy to mint it from Bitcoin and back to Bitcoin uh, without the need of a KYC or an intermediary. Uh, so these are the kind of technologies that, that I was starting to see uh, being adopted by real users. So something that I really like about the, the Bitcoin and RSK ecosystem and what's happening with crypto market is that we're not talking about hype and uh, you know stable coins for hedging massive trades uh, with leverage and, and, and massive whales uh, creating hype around different tokens. In, in Latin America, we're talking real users uh, saving dollars, uh, buying food on the street uh, paid with Lightning Network as a uh, crypto market is facilitating in El Salvador. And then how we can create you know, tiny DeFi investment opportunities so people in El Salvador can lend those stable dollars or those uh, satoshis that they have on their lightning network and get some kind of uh, nano investment held by the DeFi ecosystem. This is uh, where I'm most excited about seeing these bridges between lightning and RSK and getting the two Bitcoin layers, uh, layer two connected. Uh, this is something that is very easy to, to be done through crypto market, which I understand that accepts Bitcoin, lightning, uh, and, and all the stable coins on, on RSK and Ethereum as well. Yo, what is going on, plebs? We're going to take a break from our programming to tell you about the resurrection of our print magazine, starting with the El Salvador issue. Starting this fall, Bitcoin Magazine will be available on newsstands nationwide and at retail stores such as Barnes & Noble. Don't want to get off your couch though? No problem. You can also go to store.bitcoinmagazine.com. So skip the line and get each issue shipped directly to your front door with our annual subscription. I'm talking four issues a year that contain exclusive interviews and profiles with leading Bitcoiners, actual insights on the state of the market, breaking news and cultural trends, along with powerful photos and artwork from the best artists in the world. Well, two things. First of all, what say Gaku is absolutely real. Let's move forward. 2006, I was in Finland. My mother is everything for me. I tried to send her every Mother's Day that it comes on Sundays in Argentina some present. Uh, I couldn't make I couldn't make 
the thing happened. I, I wanted to say, mom, I love you and give this pair of shoes or whatever I wanted. And, you know, Western Union, uh, first of all, Western Union wasn't open on Sundays. So, you know, my mom couldn't pick the money at the same time. Second, it was money. It wasn't the present. It wasn't me. It wasn't the feeling that I was trying to transmit. Third thing, when Monday my mom used to go there, it was like, hey, mom, how did you eat? How, how did you well? Uh, it went fant- uh, good. You Did you bought the boat I, uh, the boat I, I asked you to, I, I offer you to buy as a present? Uh, well, but the thing is that Western Union discount me a little bit more, take the peso in another cur- in another quantity. So no, don't worry, I bought a flip-flop, but I am happy. So this thing, you know, has happened since until Bitcoin came every day. And there was washing money, laundry money since before it happened. So the, the thing that the Bitcoin has changed and the, and, and, and the way that we crypto market show it to the people is that, for example, nowadays a person who live, uh, who, who have to leave Venezuela because of the crisis and move to Argentina, where there is two kind of uh, currencies that are, you know, dropping down all the time. So, instead of dollar that is also dropping down so these persons could, could go buy dollar on chain that is this coin that really has helped to to make these things happen buy some dollar on chain have it in his own you know non-custodial wallet and decide if he want to buy the if he want to buy a pair of shoes for her mom so one kryptonian is gonna go in the mother's day give the shoes and say hey your son love you he sent you that this is happening this is what technology has let us have connect really the people in all the ways. So where we are working is just to get into the massive because uh, nowadays Bitcoin has changed the life of a few guys. Every day, a few more. Yeah. But if we want that Bitcoin change the way we live, we need to put it to all the people. And that's what we are working for. We are working to make Bitcoin in everywhere. As nowadays, computers are there that, that the people can be. Remember the first computers. It was only making to improve the, the 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 production that we were making for our bosses, but then in the 90s the computers start to be creating a tool where we you can go you can go up your your capacities of draw salute or your capacities of read or 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 write or write whatever and the, you know there start a new industry beside that so we think with Bitcoin we have to do the same we have to bring it to the mass and we have to you know to do that we have to first Listen, what they need, what they want. They don't want, like guys, like Gaku say, laborers or things like that. Okay, Caleb. I don't know. Let me let me say something that I really I really uh, love Juan Pablo's passion and and something that they do with Krypton Market, which is very consistent with this message, is that they spend a lot of time educating people. So. Uh, I think it would be very interesting to share uh, what you guys have been doing with uh, Bitcentenario um, because it's a, it's a very interesting initiative that the whole ecosystem put together in El Salvador, uh, especially trying to educate 6 million people that just got this Bitcoin law uh, coming from, from the outside and, and were really not prepared to, to absorb and get the benefits of this technology. So the whole Bitcoin community from Latin America got together and said like, let's, let's tackle this together and make sure that these people really benefit from, from, from Bitcoin. Absolutely. What happened when I came, I came on 10 of August to El Salvador and I started to walk around and take a look what the people see. 
Um, absolutely, the, 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 the law of Bitcoin uh, in El Salvador has been uh, a drop of fresh air for all the community of us because when you are building a company, um, when you are building a company uh, that is about Bitcoin, you know, all the investors are trying to pay you less because they say that they don't know what is going to happen with the law. And they are playing, you know, you are like, like pulling one more stronger uh, like rope because it's, it's more heavy to get investors, to get things like that going on. Well, more if the work is going in the way that Krypton does, that is trying to make the, all of the people get a piece and not that somebody get a big cake. So it's very difficult. When I came to El Salvador, I was so happy for myself because after five years being in a, com a company, I could now register it in a country who is going to give me all the rights I deserve. But this is about me. This is why I'm thankful with this law. But let's think about what the people in this country need and how they see it. And then I recognize that the people there was just taking this like a politic decision that according what the what the idea of the of the politician of the government they have it was if it's good or bad. So the first thing I saw is that they they they, they didn't know what Bitcoin is. So the founder of the freedom, one of the fighters for the freedom in in El Salvador, uh, have a he used to say that that education is the is the tool, the, the more important tool for the free people. So we thought that, okay, we can play, make a game. We can call it Beat Centenario. We can take this slogan and we could, we should make a campaign that is very productive for the ecosystem, that have no partidary position. We need, we know that most of the, of the like little stores are not, you know, in favor of Bitcoin because a politics thing. So what we create, we, we came with all the ecosystem uh, demonstrating what is a DAO and showing them that there is no politics, you know, thought between that and how we could, we could work or they could live in a world with a no custodial wallet, with a, with a, a stable coin, a, a back it up with, with Bitcoin a, in, a, in a blockchain that is the more safety in the world, how they could, you know, really be part of, of a new way to organize the people and to in, in, interact. So we made six uh, meetups that they were having a promise of, let, let's say, between 80 and 90 persons. Uh, all of them were, or most of them were, uh, they, they were businessmen who want to, to, or they got the obligation because of the law to accept Bitcoin. So they want to see another, another option that the government wants, yeah? And um, well, it so was you, very you, productive. Do you understand this, uh, CK? Do, do you understand the uh, the problem that Juan Pablo and the team saw when when they went to to El Salvador? Uh, it's people were reluctant and not trusting Bitcoin because we in Latin America are used not to trust our government officials. So if someone, if anything comes imposed by a government, you immediately do not trust it, even when it's Bitcoin and you have the full economy dollarized being diluted by the money printing of the Fed. But still, people trusted more the, the devaluing dollars than anything imposed by the government. Yep. Uh, well, they, so don't, they, they don't realize that Bitcoin is, is outside of their government as well. Um, it, it, so exactly. we've, we've had several conversations about this on this podcast, one with, uh, with Diego um, from RSK as well. And, you know, I, I said that 
it was really sad that the government was kind of failing to educate um, on Bitcoin and they left that void. And there was obviously a, a massive amount of mistrust between the El Salvadorian people and uh, and the Bukele law and the way that was being imposed. Uh, but Diego actually pointed out like this is actually the perfect opportunity for the market to educate. And I was kind of curious as Juan, you know, how important is it that you know, there are folks like yourself, maybe from Argentina or other Latin American countries coming and showing people like this is actually why Bitcoin actually works and, and is a good thing. And you, it doesn't require you to trust Bukele or anyone else. Absolutely. This was the, the main goal that not don't get any kind of party position. Just come and do what we do. We we are we are in the Bitcoin world. So we only need to improve the, the Bitcoin use and the acceptation of the of most of the people so what what we did was work with the persons we knew that if we convince if we pursue them they will create a chain where they will be our voice in the future so as first one of the things uh we did was uh, make a alliance with a uh, there is a, a cooperative uh call it um, ASCAP they they call themselves with uh, with a fantasy name bitcoin city they are in a in a third town uh, the third city or third or fourth city in, in the country that is called sonsonate uh, we we came and we asked them where where they think that it, it will be a massive impact and they told us stores and cooperatives the, co the cooperatives here are like the second option for banks only 33% of the people in, in El Salvador is on banks. But there is, for example, one federation that is a union of different cooperatives that it has 509 users. So what we did... What is a cooperative? Like, how does that work? Like, it's, a like it's between a bank and ONC. It's, it's a non-regulated financial institution. It's the only option... It's regulated... Yeah, but less than a bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, for the people so, who have no place in the banks. Exactly. Uh, because the, the level of unbanked people in, in the country is so large that you have like these second tier uh, cooper co cooperatives that uh, are more decentralized and more local and that they loan and give some, some type of credit to merchants and, and, and small businesses all around the country. It's, it's like the only... Uh, safety net, financial safety mm -hmm. net that they have. And what uh, Juan Pablo has uh, found is that these uh, cooperatives that were much closer to their people and really willing to help uh, were super open to adopt Bitcoin and trying to bring the, the benefits of Bitcoin and Lightning to their users. Uh, kind of the, the banks were doing it more reluctantly because with this law, they cannot uh, avoid it. But the cooperatives were very proactive in learning and you know taking over this this opportunity. So, uh, crypto market and the whole uh, Bitcentenario ecosystem is now working very closely uh, closely with these cooperatives, trying to bring value and loans and micro loans uh, to users all across uh, El Salvador because it's a huge challenge to educate six million people that have barely any access to financial services in the past that were spending you know, hundreds of millions in Western Union when receiving a few dollars a week from their families uh, somewhere else. Uh, and, and it's a whole 
uh, empowering uh, challenge to, to tell them now you can be part of this. Uh, this technology is so efficient that you can uh, save and use it. And now you need to learn because if you, if you choose wisely and you can cope with volatility, you can protect your life savings from the US dollar hyperinflation. So, yeah. We create, sorry, we create a, like the, this Bicentenario team create a own wallet for these guys, for the cooperatives that is called Cope Wallet. Inside of this Cope Wallet is going to be the technology of one of the wallet makers by white level that is big. So Latamox is, is the company that build white levels wallet. Then it's going to be our services like crypto services. Like for example, we got crypto store where if you have something that you saw in Amazon and you want to bought it with Bitcoins, you just if, uh, complete a form for us and we will set, sell it for you. We will make manage it the, the, the exchange of the money, go pick the product and everything. So we did. We create a wallet that is pure for them, that identify that have their colors. They have chosen, it's called Cope Wallet. Then we give them the services of crypto market with a revenue share. So every time that an uh, uh, affiliate of a cooperative is using a crypto services, then the cooperative is winning money. So we give to these persons who got, who got the touch with the people and, and understand and know the needs of the person, we give the tools so they can stay on the blockchain, on-chain, making things, working, so for example. Juan, Juan, this is... This is this is unbelievable, CK. So what we're seeing here is that with one law, you know, an, an imperfect government made possible that a tiny cooperative, which was probably super outdated in their legacy system technologies, uh, became like in two months, state-of-the-art uh, crypto blockchain wallet. Uh, because the whole ecosystem just provided the technology for free with the revenue sharing uh, at a white label version. So it's like the full look and feel and management of the cooperative to offer to their uh, members. Yes, so this is absolutely. This is the innovation that the Bitcoin law is bringing to El Salvador. So it's amazing. So, yeah. Can I jump in real quick and then I'll let you go, Juan? Um, so, I mean, like, th I think that there's this concept of leapfrogging. And a, a classic example of that is in Africa and maybe in Latin America as well. Uh, the tel you know telephone line infrastructure never got established, uh, and people just went straight to mobile. And mobile enabled you know the majority of the population to get connected uh, without needing to ever build out any of like the the physical landline infrastructure that was built out throughout Europe and the West. And I feel like you know the let's just say the unbanked issues in latin america as well as in many other places around the world is going to present an opportunity for bitcoin and maybe more localized um institutions to uh to leapfrog uh the fiat system and go straight into internet native uh you know internet internet native uh, technologies and markets uh juan i mean what what's your take on on this idea of leapfrogging just like that is what is happening. Like there is a, there is, for example, a federation. Tomorrow we got the last meetup. Uh, it's they have five hundred and nine thousand users. Okay, they are nowadays. They, they their product is is very is very low compared with 
what a bank can can give to their customers. But because the customers, their own users, have no chance to get into the bank, what they give them is most of what they that, that the user were expected. With this team, thanks for example that that money on chain brought a stable coin that lets them receive bitcoins in Lightning Network, but straight swap it up to a stable dollar money currency. They can, you know, they can manage the balances of the of the cooperative. Thanks that Tropicus allows them to to make take and and give loans, so they they can use another uh, they can use another gate that not only the banks were giving to the to the cooperative. So you know there is a lot of infra- infrastructure that has put them into the map in a in a really really high level way because they they got all the technology and top of that they already got uh, an incoming thanks to the revenue share. So one yeah. thing that. Ersica, a money on chain, their foundation, they do it. We absolutely in crypto market try to find the way to pick some money to keep on growing. But this is why we are doing. This is what we are doing with the benefits that we are receiving. We are trying to make the the ecosystem grow because we know that our our goal is the last one. The people will understand and use crypto market when all the ecosystem is used already. Because there is no one who's spending Bitcoin if first has not no Bitcoin earn Bitcoin, leave Bitcoin, and then they make the last step. This is where we are. So we, what we are doing is from the back, pulling, 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 that everything's happened. When this copy wallet is working, then nobody is going to, nobody is going to drop into use crypto market. If you can buy in crypto market, whatever you have sold in our marketplace, in Amazon or in Mercado Libre, why to go and switch in a, in a cashier to get the money to later go and pay by cash if you can do it straight from a cell phone. So, but we we yeah. understand that first we have to give we have to give the the places to the others that they they need to create this place this ecosystem and what you say is absolutely as you say in argentina and in latin america what has happened is that the the monopoly of the things has has been used or has been used so much that like they has taken a long napkin and now when they woke up it's already too late <laughs> technology has passed over them uh, CK, something that, that I would like to add is that uh, I love uh, Juan Pablo's passion and, and the rest of the ecosystem. Like Juan Pablo has been in, in El Salvador like for two months. Uh, four. Is four months. So he told his family, uh, I'm, I'm going to travel for a week or two. Uh, at the time, the, the borders were closed. So when he left, uh, he knew that he probably was not going to be able to come back uh, at the time he wanted. Uh, and he stayed for four months. Uh, and, and I think we all feel somehow this kind of responsibility. And this is the reason why we're doing La Bitcoin in El Salvador with uh, Bitcoin Magazine support as well, of course. It's because as Bitcoiners, we believe that uh, it's, it's our duty to protect what is happening in El Salvador. Like every, everyone in the world is watching. If El Salvador fails, because uh, you know egos or because of uh, financial economic pressure from outside the, the world, uh, or, uh, if it fails, who else will uh, have the guts to follow? So we need to make sure that El Salvador is a success story because we have 6 million people in El Salvador, but there are 200 million Nigerians uh, that are desperate for the exact same tools and solutions and technologies. So 
we are very excited and, and very passionate about what's happening in Salvador because we hope that very quickly it will spread around the world. Yo, my fellow Bitcoin lovers, have I got something specifically curated for you. The Deep Dive is Bitcoin Magazine's premium markets intelligence newsletter. This isn't some pay group selling buy and sell signals. No, this is a premium Bitcoin analysis led by Dylan LeClaire and his team of analysts. They break down in an easily digestible way what is happening on chain in the derivatives markets and in the greater macro backdrop context for Bitcoin. This newsletter turns volatility into a joke. So hit up members.bitcoinmagazine.com and use promo code podcast for 30% off the deep dive. That's members.bitcoinmagazine.com promo code podcast for 30% off. Divorce your pay group and learn why Bitcoin is the ultimate asset by Dylan and his team. My fellow plebs, the Bitcoin conference is back. Bitcoin 2022, April 6th through the 9th is the ultimate pilgrimage for the Bitcoin ecosystem. The Bitcoin conference is the biggest event in all of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. We're leveling up and making this bigger and better than ever. I'm talking straight to the moon with the four day long festival in the heart of Miami at the Miami Beach Convention Center. This has something for everyone. Whether you're a high-powered Bitcoin entrepreneur, a core developer, or a Bitcoin newbie, Bitcoin 2022 is the ultimate place for you to be with your people and celebrate and learn about the Bitcoin culture. So make sure to go to b.tc forward slash conference to lock in your official tickets and use promo code Satoshi for 10% off. You want more off? Pay in Bitcoin and you'll receive $100 off general admission and $1,000 off whale pass. Those are stackable. So go to b.tc forward slash conference and attend the best conference in Bitcoin history. Absolutely. Yeah, it is like that. We got the we got to do it. We have to make it happen. You know, that don't and most of it's we are Bitcoin was created because of 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 allow the people to have their own rights, you know, instead of politic decisions. So we, we cannot live in politics, the, the, the succeed or not of Bitcoin community, mm-hmm. the community have to support it. We have to, we have to, I don't know. I, I think myself or, or, or all the people where I am, it's like we are warriors of the same war, but in different, in different lands. Yes. But, you know, for example, in Argentina, we don't have a, a crypto loan. But there is a very, very uh, productive uh, ecosystem there where it's coming plenty of companies. So, you know, we got to bring all these tools. If we could, if we may build every year plenty of companies on crypto, we don't have a law. How we cannot make it happening in El Salvador that we got already the decision to support us. So we have to pick the, the challenge and, and make it happen. And... And not expect that somebody make the the magic thing or whatever. It's a little bit from each one of us who is gonna make it work. And so really quick and sorry to interrupt. Would each of you say that it's fair that uh South American Bitcoiners are taking you know El Salvador as an opportunity to prove Bitcoin and taking it very personally? Like obviously Juan, you are you've been living there for a while. I know you know, Bitcoiners from Europe as well as the U.S. and across the globe have all made their way to El Salvador and are also supporting um, everything that's happening there as well. Um, but, you know, talk to us a little bit about just this this general um, unity uh, amongst Bitcoiners and, and trying to make sure that 
you know, El Salvador is a successful implementation of Bitcoin. Yes, I think that the, there is a unique vibe within the Latin American ecosystem and probably a BitConf, it's a, it's a big part of this feeling. Uh, we are very connected as a community. We try to support each other. Uh, we have friends. It's, it's based on true friendship, I would say, because we've known each other for seven, eight years, uh, trying to help every single exchange, every single wallet, every single project in the region, because we all understand why we're doing this. It's, it's not about us. Uh, we are the lucky ones in the region. It's, it's about how we can use this technology to, to do something different. Uh, somehow, I believe that if we just do the same things that the traditional financial system has done with the same level of poverty, exclusion, inequality, then what's revolutionary about Bitcoin and blockchain? Unless we really make something to transform our society and the world for better, then I don't think there is much of a revolution in, in this technology. And, and I think everyone in Latin America feels the same way. Uh, that's why we are so good friends and, and and I think we're very powerful when we're working together. And I'm already starting to see the impacts uh, that the whole ecosystem is, is having in El Salvador because we're all pushing together, trying to bring our technologies and, and not to profit from El Salvador, not to take money from Salvadorians, but the opposite is just bringing technology, creating jobs, investing in the country and proving the rest of the world that when you go Bitcoin, uh, you get a lot of innovation and opportunities and growth. Uh, so, as I said before, the, the virus spreads to other nations. And the more uh, we are prepared to the collapse of the fiat system and the faster uh, our governments and our countries react, uh, the best you know, for the people in the future. So we really have this uh, sense of urgency uh, and, and we're trying to encourage different uh, you know, government officials and central bankers in the region to, to just read what's happening in the world, that we are about to see a, a black swan event that hasn't happened in the last couple of centuries, probably never in the history of humankind, that uh, a fiat reserve currency used by almost every country in the world is about to, to collapse in hyperinflation. And, and we really want Latin America to be protected and, and, and protected and, and protect the lives of those who need it the most in the region. Uh, and I think that's something that makes the Latin American community quite unique. Absolutely. I, for example, it happens to me when I start to make crypto market. It was, I started with Bitcoin in 2014, like buying and selling, buying and selling. Um, but I, I didn't have enough because, okay, my economy grow, but, but I, I saw guys like Gaku to Diego and all this, you know, really into something. And I say, okay, how can I be part? So when, when I started to make crypto market, I found that this is my place. This is a way how I can contribute to, to this community. Uh, in four, five months ago, when they told me that my, my team and even Gaku was one of the more that pushed me, pushed me that go, go, go. Uh, I was like, why the fuck am I supposed to go to a place that I don't know when I has been four years killing my ass to make crypto market working and once that is working, I'm, 
going all in with something that I don't know if I can make it. Then I was like having a coffee with my kids and I told my kids, hey, kids, you know, all the things that has happened good for us, it wasn't because we were speculating. It was because we were just so, in, Papi was so into creating Bitcoin or a, play, or a place where the people come by and sell with Bitcoin and making that people, persons who in the, in the normal road will be at the very last, giving them a back door where they can get into quicker. So if we are living the life we are living, it's because we were concentrated in that. So if I don't go to El Salvador, kids, then, you know, I don't know what is going to happen with our luck because we are starting to act in another way with the society. So my kids get it. And when I get to the El Salvador, I was so decided for the commitment of my son, for the time that I has been waiting for be part of something so beautiful like this, not only holding Bitcoin. Yes. And the third thing is because, you know, I have to, you know, I, I have to prove myself that, that this is something that I am, I am ready for. So uh, I, my, my thoughts were, okay, I'm going to do it, but I can't do it alone. It was like, you know, I am going to do it, but I can't do it alone. So I came to El Salvador and the first thing I saw is that, okay, this is a Bitcoin law. This is not a, this is not a cryptocurrency law. So, you know, I see the project of Rustock some very long time ago. I know the guys who created and I know what they move, what they has done that Latin America is what it is nowadays about Bitcoin. So, you know, I have two chances. One chance was, okay, go and touch the doors of any kind of government place where they will open me. Maybe not, but I could have this try and say, hey, here I am. I got a marketplace. I accept Lightning Network and just do that. But, you know, me, myself, because I have tried to introduce the people into the retail in, inside of, of, of the cryptocurrency, uh, I know that they need, the, the, the stores need a stable coin. I know that Lightning Network was not the solution. I know that even if you are the best president of the world and most of the people love you, there is people who is not going to accept you because you still are, are part of a system that is totally, you know, the opposite of what Bitcoin does. So, you know, all these things say, okay, I can do my easy road or I can do what I need. I came to make here. So I call straight to Gaku and Gab and Diego and all the guys, the guys say, guys, all the time that you have spent trying to make something that really empowered the people in Latin America instead of all the other blockchain are speculating with this token that this, that pump and down and that. All this shop that you have done, call it God, call it Buddha. I don't know how you want to call it, but there is your fucking opportunity. Here I am. I saw it. It's Bitcoin law. It's the moment that Russo can prove all the thing and all the people who are beside, behind. Okay, you say when you are down. Okay, under uh, Russo, we can prove it. And you know, I was so fucking afraid. I didn't know what is going to happen. I it still is more difficult as I thought. We went 150 stores say, okay, we want to accept it. But then it's taking us four hours each commerce because you have to start from, you know, if you want to make it, you have to make it real. You know, this is not, there is a, sound, a sentence I hear that sounds very nicely, but it's not real. And, you know, if you're a Bitcoiner, you will understand. There is one, one time I hear a guy say, how beautiful is to know that one person who doesn't know to write and, and read can have his own wallet of Bitcoin. This is impossible. If he don't know how to read the fucking 12,000 words, 
and, and write it, he cannot have Bitcoin. Maybe somebody is having their coins in a certain thing that they call Bitcoin. But if you want, to, if we want to take advantage of that, we have to do what you just say before, Kay, that you say, okay, we have to sharp this process. We don't have to make the people understand how centralized banks work so we can teach the Bitcoin. No, we have to, okay, they are version. They don't know about banks. They don't confuse. Let's go straight to Bitcoin. If you move to Latin America, one of the other things that make the people get it so quicker is because our originary people, the ones who belong to this land, they used to be as Bitcoiners. They love about community. They think about ecosystem. They know about response or honesty. You know, there are many things that are inside of our ancestors. I don't know if it's a word like that, that in Latin America, that it has to do with Bitcoin. That's why Bolivians are, you just go and live in Bolivia and you, are, you will know what I mean. Go and spend a time in Peru and you will catch it. Come here and you will see it. So, you know, this is a great opportunity, but we have to, we have to, to take it to the top. We have to really make the people understand what is, because just Kaku said before that about revolutions. You know, I think that after the, the French Revolution, all the other revolutions has been, Let's put that guy in the head of that, and then later he failed, and all the, 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 the people fail with them. It has happened with communists, it has happened with Che, it has happened with Maduro. You know, now it's about evolution. It's not about revolution. It's about each one of us have to understand the power that they have if they, you know, get to, to understand what Bitcoin brings to them. So this is... So I, I actually love that framing that Bitcoin is about evolution, not revolution so uh i'm actually uh, that, that's that's great i'm going to i'm going to keep that one um i want to turn this back to you gabriel so juan you know made a lot of shout outs to a lot of the the building that rsk has done to kind of bring let's just call it finance primitives to a uh, trustless bitcoin native layer and you know obviously it's very homegrown in latin america so obviously it's something that is uh you know, can can be easily translated to the folks in El Salvador uh, and who are on the cutting edge of Bitcoin adoption. Can you talk a little bit about um, where RSK adoption is going right now? How amazing is it that these like white label co-op wallets, you know, have a lot of the kind of banking tooling that you have been working on for a long time? I'll just pass it back to you. Yes, absolutely. Uh this is the reason why we built RSK in the first place. So it's always been about how we can bring the most secure technology at the lowest possible cost. So billions of users around the world can benefit from this. Uh, this is why uh, scalability has been a top priority on RSK from the beginning. Uh, and Sergio and the rest of the innovation team in the community have been working on different initiatives to scale on-chain and also off-chain uh, with upper layers like Lumino and now the rollups coming. Um, so yeah, I think we, we are in a very unique moment where we feel a lot of responsibility, especially seeing what's happening on, on the Ethereum blockchain and how basically on-chain fees made it impossible uh, for average users to, to use this, like Venezuelans that were uh, paying with Tether or any stable coin on, on Ethereum just cannot use the network anymore. Uh, and, and also the levels of centralization that this is uh, creating, these massive uh, servers required to run proof-of-stake solutions, uh, 
you know, when you're a refugee uh, in Latin American country where you live under a dictatorship, uh, you don't mess around with decentralization. You understand uh, uh, what censorship means. Um, so I, I think this is something that's been very uh, consistent within the, the RSK ecosystem and its roadmap. Uh, and we have a lot of uh, news coming in terms of uh, scalability and, and uh, anonymity also on, on the blockchain coming soon. Uh, and as you said before, uh, the main reason why we created RSK was uh, for Solidity, DeFi, smart contracts to be able to, to be secure by Bitcoin infrastructure and also to enable Bitcoiners uh, all around the world to build solutions that could serve billions and that increase the possibility and the functionality of the Bitcoin stack. We always understood that Bitcoin was not only a base layer store of value, this is definitely the most important use case that Bitcoin has and the one we should all protect. But once that base layer is protected, uh, actually having a full financial system built on top of it makes it even stronger. So 80% of the fees generated on RSK uh, go straight to Bitcoin miners, merge mining RSK, which as of today is one every two miners in the whole world. So the, the RSK hashing power is 50% or between 50 and 60% of the total Bitcoin hash rate. And that makes RSK one of the most secure smart contract platforms in the world. Uh, this is why I think the, the Bitcoin stack has a quite unique opportunity to offer the world the most secure smart contracts and the lowest possible uh, fees because we are subsidized by Bitcoin. And at the same time, getting revenues and fees from smart contracts on the second layer, uh, we are also making the Bitcoin base layer stronger. Uh, so I think we're in a very uh, particularly exciting moment in what we call DeFi for Bitcoin, with more than uh, 2,500 Bitcoins in the POPEG, uh, at a similar level to Lightning and, and Liquid, like the, the whole second layer on top of Bitcoin is evolving quite strongly uh, with solutions especially uh, developed and think for real users benefiting from Bitcoin technology uh, and, and taking, uh, you know, the nano transactions or the transactions to the nano level and the fees as cheap as we can. So without sacrificing any decentralization or censorship resistance, uh, we can offer billions of users around the world uh, the benefits of Bitcoin security plus smart contracts uh, programmability. So very exciting times for DeFi for Bitcoin. Um, in terms of like, I hate like buzzwords uh, and I think that Bitcoiners like have a, a jade towards the idea of um, the idea of D or the term DeFi, um, you know, a lot of hardcore Bitcoiners are very much like buy and hold your Bitcoin and just wait for hyper Bitcoinization. Um, I, I don't necessarily firmly agree with that. And I, I really resonate with Michael Saylor's definition of DeFi, which is like, you have digital property and you can transport that digital property anywhere and leverage it and, and use it to your benefit. And, you know, for all of human history, property rights has been 
um, really kind of constrained to only wealthy and privileged. And now anyone can tap into that. And it's really amazing to hear from Juan, you know, talking about co-pays that serve the poorest, neediest people who are unbanked. Now they can tap into, you know, micro loan uh, capabilities and people gain, gaining Bitcoin property through the Lightning Network. Uh, and then having that, you know, be able to turn that into dollars or turn that into dollar exposure or turn that into, um, you know, some sort of uh, savings account that generates interest. You know, maybe that's not Bitcoin native, but it's a stepping function, right? So, uh, you know, it's very, very interesting seeing all of this stuff, you know, play out. Um, gentlemen, I really appreciate your time. I think we've been going for an hour now. Uh, would love to kind of get, you know, last words and closing thoughts for the the Bitcoin magazine audience about, you know, the current status of, of Bitcoin and in, in Latin America and, and, and maybe even globally. I guess let's go. Let's go back to you, Juan. First of all, thanks for the place. It, it was awesome to be here. Is these kind of things that make me feel that we are doing things well because it's catching the attention. The people that want to get involved in crypto market, give us time. Let's work as in Latin America. In in January, we will make the road from from the next year, and we will say where we want to be. But everyone who who really like to who really love Bitcoin and and think that needs a place, a community where to where, where to grow uh, and make the best of them and help the people to 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 get into this world. Uh, that contact us straight crypto market or rustock and found the place crypto market we are the lazy guys we are the, do the this the, the shitty things we buy tvs bring it to your home it's easy and you are in bitcoin so if somebody wants to join us there welcome awesome well you, you got you got to hustle to make it work and it's amazing to see um, you know the the way that in which you're thinking about you know scaling the business and making it very uh, aligned with the Bitcoin ethos. So thanks a lot, Juan. Where can people find find out more about you and crypto and market? Well, we got the, one of the things we have is that instead of have a community outside of a web page, in in the same web we got the 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 chat. So you can chat straight to a Kryptonian, one of us in the web page, and then every Thursday in in our office our workshops so the people can get into we we don't know how we do it because we are we, we are in the in the top of the technologies working like in the world of the blockchain and bitcoin and everything but the crypto market team always love to share the talks face to face and with one beer or something in front so it's more easy to find us in 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 our offices in our notes or in the workshops we make that in a certain of internet community or things like that so Use our chat or follow our agenda in different countries. Awesome. Gabriel, what's your last word? So I would, I would say that my last message to Bitcoiners in the audience is to get involved. Uh, is If we really dream uh, in a financial system in the future that is available to everyone, that can serve uh, 7 billion users, uh, then we need DeFi to be built on top of uh, Bitcoin. We need the security of smart contracts uh, secured by Bitcoin infrastructure. And, and that can only be done with the support of Bitcoiners all around the world. Uh, the most exciting projects in the Rustock space have been built by Bitcoiners, for Bitcoiners like Money on Chain, 
like Sovereign, like Tropicus, like Krypton Market, like Defiant. Um, so I encourage everyone else to uh, get involved, uh, find the nicest solution, whatever you like or you use in the DeFi space, and probably there's an opportunity to, to deploy it on, on RSK and bring it closer to the Bitcoiners around the world. We're starting to see a lot of uh, interest in Bitcoiners to get a passive income or to put their uh, small amount of their Bitcoins to work. And this is exactly what we uh, have been waiting for. Uh, finally, Bitcoiners are starting to understand that having the financial system of the future built on top of Bitcoin makes Bitcoin stronger and the world a better place. So get involved. Awesome. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on. I love this conversation and I'm excited to share it with all the Bitcoiners out there. To all the Bitcoiners out there, make sure to support what is happening in El Salvador. Make sure to support uh, what is happening with, uh, you know, peer-to-peer censorship resistant um, banking and financial technology that is going to empower, you know, a lot of people that have not been empowered for a long time. So I'm very excited for that. Uh, make sure to go follow me at, on Twitter at CK underscore snarks. Make sure to go check out Bitcoin Magazine at BitcoinMagazine.com. Go get the El Salvador edition of the print Bitcoin magazine. It is now shipping internationally and accepting Bitcoin for subscriptions. So go get your subscription to Bitcoin magazine. Get your legendary El Salvador edition. And uh, yeah, that's enough from me. Thanks again, Gabriel and Juan. Really great talking to both of you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Peace. Bye-bye. Peace. Yo, what is going on, plebs? We're going to take a break from our programming to tell you about the resurrection of our print magazine, starting with the El Salvador issue. Starting this fall, Bitcoin Magazine will be available on newsstands nationwide and at retail stores such as Barnes & Noble. Don't want to get off your couch, though? No problem. You can also go to store.bitcoinmagazine.com. So skip the line and get each issue shipped directly to your front door with our annual subscription. I'm talking four issues a year that contain exclusive interviews and profiles with leading Bitcoiners, actionable insights on the state of the market, breaking news and cultural trends, along with powerful photos and artwork from the best artists in the world. 